Like our content? It's funded by viewers like you. Please consider becoming a sustaining supporter of New Church Live today. So folks, I want to welcome you to New Church Live. Whether you're joining us here in our studio audience or you're joining us live online, it's wonderful to have you here today. And, and today what we're talking about is it's a fun service and it's one that will hopefully give you a, a little different food for thought. And I want to start in this place. I want to start that for many of us, we wrestle with impatience. And I think back to being a little kid and I used to love building models and I would paint the models and then I could barely wait long enough for the paint to dry because that's boring. Watching paint dry really is boring. To watch the paint dry before I try to put it all together and you'd end up leaving fingerprints on it. And that idea of impatience, you know, we, we all struggle with that. That is part of, of our culture. We live in a culture where everything is trying to be delivered just immediately. And so we become more and more impatient when things like that don't happen. Now, shifting gears, shifting gears for a minute, looking at love. It was interesting this week to get ready for this service. We put on on social media just a basic question, which is love is complete the statement. And here are some of the responses that we got. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. They got the right answer. We'll be looking at that one in a minute. Some other answers we got. Compassion and kindness. Love is when we do good. Another person wrote kind. Love is God. Doing what we can to make things better for others. What gives us life vulnerability. One more. And we see with this, folks, we, we see all kinds of, of different, different ones that people talk about. And, and here's just one that was on my page that I, that I thought was beautiful. Surprising, amazing, life-changing, worth doing. Unlimited, accepting, wonderful, available if you let it. Continually opening to your lover and accepting frailties with the grace you accept their gifts. Being there when no one notices. Doing what you can to make things better for others. The reflection of our relationship with God and thus different for everyone. So, so friends, this is, this is, these are all these beautiful definitions of love. And, and I want to give you one that I think, I think is kind of interesting. And it goes back to this beautiful story about this town, Corinth, ancient Corinthians. And, and this was, this was a, a group of people who had lost the plot. This is after Jesus had died, Christianity starting, Paul, who's this famous, uh, you know, evangelizer's out there, and he's saying, look, you folks are kind of missing the plot. You're missing the plot. And that's where he starts with this famous line, which you already saw someone wrote, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. That line to me, folks, is, is, is incredibly Powerful on a number of different levels. Notice right away, like if I'm trying to define something, I want to put my best stuff up front. I want to tell them like, oh yeah, this is what to know. If I'm defining terms. And it's interesting that what Paul does is immediately he says, oh, you want to know what love is? Love is patience. Think about that. That's, that's not the way we would usually start about defining patience. 
And he's not folks like, I, I, I do weddings all the time. We have a big wedding and baptismal ministry here at New Church Live. People pick this, this reading, love is patient, love is kind, from 1 Corinthians 13. Probably many of you have heard it dozens of times at weddings. And it is a great quote around love in terms of two people, but it's also a great quote around community. I mean, that changes the whole context in so many ways. He wasn't delivering this as part of a wedding charge to a couple, even though it fits so beautifully there. We use it there all the time. He's delivering it to a community. Just saying, you want to know what it is to love each other? You want to know what it is to build community? Well, let me start with, with, with these three beautiful words. Love is patient. Love is patient. Now, there's all kinds of, of implications to that, friends. All kinds of ways we have to think about that. And as the musicians come out here for our first song, you know, just, just think about that for yourself. Think about where, where could this idea of love as patience work in your life? Where do you need it? Ready for this? With whom do you need to have it? Just that basic patience, that basic trust. And when I come back, we're going to talk about how we can shape that, how we can work that, how we can weave that more effectively into our lives so we really come to understand the patience. And it's not patience that's being frozen. It's not a patience that does nothing. It's a patience that holds hope. Good morning, everyone. Play one of the first songs I ever wrote. I feel like it fit for today. Beautiful, how all the colors change. Imagine if they could stay the same, but it's all washed away. Buried by cold ice. The winter brings new life And I don't mind Mind to stay inside But where I want to be Is as close as the eyes can see I can't control me So remember me, the very best that you can And if you pass by, visit to me I'll be waiting here, I'll be waiting here Spring has come Still below summer from rhymes and after all, all has been said and done. I will still be here waiting for you. I am waiting, and I may never see you ever again. 
So remember me The very best that you can And if you pass by pay a visit to me I'll be waiting I'll be waiting Beautiful song. Thank you, Ethan. So looking at this, looking at this cost of impatience, folks, we, we have to realize that impatience carries a cost with it. And imagine all of us in here can, can, can think of something where we were just impatient and there's a cost. And maybe there's a relational cost. Maybe there's a, there's a, there's a cost of, of for ourselves that we wrestle with. But that idea that impatience carries a cost, I think, is really important. And the beautiful part, again, of the Bible is the Bible is not this document of, of everybody who did it perfectly. The Bible is this document of a bunch of people just like you and me, Joe and Jane, bag of donuts, doing their thing, constantly making mistakes. And it's about this wrestling with faith where God doesn't change, but hopefully through, through, through looking at things, our knowledge of God can grow. And let's take a look at that. Let's, let's take a look at a, a story with a lot of impatience to it. And that's the story just of the Ten Commandments. So it's a very long story. We're just going to look at one slice of it that I think speaks to, to our human proclivity to be impatient. So what happens? Moses gets told by God to lead the people out of slavery. He does that. He leads them over to a mountain. He says, I'm going to go up on the mountain. God commands him to come up to receive the Ten Commandments. So Moses goes up to the mountain to do that. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. Ten Commandments, such an important part of the Judeo-Christian heritage. But then back down in the valley, back down in the valley, this is what's happening with the people. This is from Genesis 32, verse 1. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron, who was a priest, and said, come make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what happened to him. That's a story of people who are impatient, who want answers immediately, who have a hard time waiting. And yet so much of, of life is that waiting, is, is that those also serve who stand and wait. So much of life is that that waiting. And so what happens is they create an idol, they create a golden calf, they worship it. Moses comes back down. Needless to say, that doesn't sit well with him. That certainly doesn't sit well with God. The calf has to be destroyed. The first copy of the Ten Commandments gets destroyed. And I think that's talking again about impatience, about when it gets in the way. And, and it's interesting because, because we can set up, you look at that calf, that calf was an idol. And in the Old Testament, one of the primary sins was idolatry. It was to say, this thing is God. 
And it's fine to say this thing is God as long as that thing's God. But that's not what people were doing. They were constantly saying, no, this thing is God, but it wasn't God. And that's not, friends, like we all know this, and that's not a then and there challenge. That's a here and now challenge. When you get impatient, it's very easy to think of, of create idols, to create things that we think are God that may not be God. And what I want to just, I want to throw this out there, and I want to share it with you very gently. Because like so many things with the spiritual life, it doesn't cleave into a real easy, like good and bad part. It's, it's, it's a both and. But that's maybe looking at the idolatry of closure. Where we seek for things to just be closed. To just, I need an answer and I need it today. I need it right now. I know for me, with, with personally, with being a pastor, uh, you know, phone calls have gotten really hard, <laughs> frankly. Because I'll get a phone call, and somebody will say, Chuck, I need to talk sometime. And my instant thought is, <gasps> I mean, I can just even feel myself, my anxiety building, just even saying that. Like, all right, let's get it solved right now. I, I don't want to wait. That's because what I'm trying to do is to find closure. And that's not about their discomfort. It's about mine. It's about me wanting immediate answers, which is, which is not, again, I know better. I know that's not how life works. See, I think we can get, we can create a closure that's really negative when we're driven by anxiety and when we're driven by a need to control. If we're anxious and just, I'm just gonna control this thing and then we'll be okay. But that isn't, again, how life works. And it was interesting. Again, we have a sermon writing team meets once a week. And, you know, I'm a history guy. And, and with closure, again, there are times you want to have closure. I, I want to be clear on that. That's why it doesn't cleave always really simply. There are times where we need to have closure, where something needs to end, where, where there needs to be an edge to it. And we say, yep, that's done. That's put away. Clearly, there are times like that. But so much of life is this is this stirring, is this melting, is this weaving, is this, this sort of this amorphous blob with lines going in and out, good and bad, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, you know, somebody said in Sermon Writing Team, they said, oh yeah, we're always searching for the final solution. Now as a history guy, this is a little aside, but the final solution, that was the Holocaust, right? That was, that was the Nazi view, was that you could have a final solution to all the problems of humanity. And that led to horrible things. So I think we wanna be really careful, really careful, with the idea that there is a final solution to things. There's a moving forward. There's a love. There's a, a coming from compassion. And maybe that, in a sense, is a form of closure. Maybe that, in a sense, is, is, a, is a deep way that we can have a finality in our life. Yeah, I'm going to really put that in my heart. Maybe so. But in terms of the answers out there, I don't know that it, I don't know that it really is that easy. So can we, again, hold that impatience? The question becomes, folks, you know, why can we safely choose, why can we safely choose then patience? Like, why, why can we do that? Now, this was one, it's, it's just interesting, I, I find, you know, when, when you look through any kind of revelation, famous old quote, many of you have heard me say this many times, you never step in the same river twice. 
And that's the way I think scripture works. Like you never step into the same story the same way. Like every time it's a little bit different. And I have found that to be true. I imagine many of us have found that to be true in our lives. And there's a book that's part of Christian New Church Theology, a book called Divine Providence. It, it talks about sort of how does God, how does God guide the world? And, and it was interesting for years and years and years and years. I've read this, studied it, taken courses on it. And, and years and years and years, it's, it's, well, of course, you know, it's a heaven from the human race. That's the whole point of divine providence is heaven from, a, from the human race. That's, that's, you know, Swedenborg says that's what's predestined is heaven from the human race. Now we can fight that, we can go the opposite direction, but that's God's plan. That's his divine providence. And yet getting ready for this series, which we're gonna look at patience in a number of different facets, there's actually one that leads, that comes even before that. And I thought this was just spectacular. It was an idea I hadn't really considered before. And it's important to know that, that this idea, like this is where God is at work. This is what God is doing. This is what divine providence is working on. And it's this very simple idea, the goal of divine providence, that what has been broken apart should become whole. What has been broken apart should become whole. That, that just changes things in so many ways. Because patience to me, a lot of the time, patience, and I imagine for many of us, patience is, is we're gonna be patient till all the answers out here come together. Now, I don't know what that is for you, but many of us have a list, right? We'll be patient because we believe that all these things lying out there somewhere over the rainbow, somewhere over the horizon are gonna come true. And we're just patiently waiting for that answer. But this is a different flip on it. This is a flip that says, well, well really, what God's up to is God's about weaving the whole experience together. God, divine providence is about weaving your whole life together. So that thing that feels so incredibly challenging and difficult somehow is woven into your life, somehow becomes part of your experience. Now, does that mean all those experiences are good or lead to something better? I'd be really careful about that. I think what it means is it'll be part of your experience. And God's gonna bring it all back together somehow. I, I love the, the words from William Wordsworth on this. I think he, he gives us a little insight here. So I wanna read to you a quote from him. With an eye made quiet. Let's just sit with that for a second. With an eye made quiet. By the power of harmony and the deep power of joy, we see into the life of things. So when how we see the world is quieted and we see through that quiet, we see the power of harmony, then we can really start to understand the life of things. And that's, that's, a, that's a very integrated kind of view of life. What Parker Palmer said, and I love this line, he said, what we discover when we can do that, he uses this phrase, which I love. He said, we'll start to find a hidden wholeness Hidden wholeness, and that's, and that's what God is doing, is God is drawing this into a certain level of wholeness. And this is where I think we have to be so careful too. 
We all know people and we all have experienced losses that are just incredibly hard, incredibly heartbreaking. We know or we may have experienced the loss of a loved one, including some people who, who lose a child. I'd want to be so careful. I want to urge all of us with any of those kind of losses to be so careful. Because it's, it's not that those get woven into like this great experience of life, this great adventure per se. I mean, I say it all the time when I'm working with young people is, you know, that their futures, there are going to be days that are so good they can't even imagine it. It's just going to be so good. And there are going to be days that are so bad, really kind of relieved they don't know those days are coming. They don't know what it will be. But what if this, what if there was a divine providence that very patiently is weaving all that together? That very patiently is taking those strands and getting them connected to each other, not in ways that, that offer this like final answer per se, but ways that start to weave it. And, and you know, what I wonder sometimes is, is maybe this, Maybe that weaving, maybe, maybe it just comes down to when we, when we finally get, we see the whole thing, and maybe we come to understand how precious it is. How precious it is. That there's just this preciousness to life, this preciousness to connection, this preciousness to have friends, and family, this, this preciousness that we just get to do this, even though much of it is broken. I think that creates a level of patience because, because it allows us to hold life exactly how life is. We're not impatient that Moses isn't coming down with all the answers quickly enough. <laughs> We're not trying to create an idol. We're not trying to get immediate closure to get this chapter done, over, finished. We're willing to wait. We're willing to be patient, which may mean, well, that we're also willing to love. And that, that work, folks, look at this, this particular passage here. The working of divine providence for our salvation starts with our birth and last to the end of, our, ends of our, end of our life, and then on to eternity. That idea that, that, that this work of God to try to bring these things together, and again, I know many of us are wrestling with hard things, yet that work, that work is never ceasing. And that work doesn't even cease when we die. You know, that work will continue on in heaven. That's what divine providence is doing. And then the question becomes, folks, again, where do we start? Like, how do we, how do we start to live this in our lives? And one, one idea might be this. You know, so much of it is, as I mentioned, you know, impatience. You know, impatience. It's easy to be impatient with things, and it's very easy to be impatient with people. Very easy to be impatient with people. Any of us who are parents know exactly, know exactly what that is like. And yet that, that patience over time, that relationality of all things, that connection and that preciousness 
maybe we can start to understand, folks, a different way, a different way of, of interacting with each other. And I think maybe for a lot of us, there's, a, there's always this temptation for closure. The closure will mean that I'll be able to go into a situation, I'll be able to say exactly what I want, and then everybody will agree. I need to be patient for everybody to agree. <laughs> and that isn't necessarily the way that it works. Sometimes it might, and sometimes we may have a voice that is that important. And a lot of the time, it's not that. A lot of the time, we have to go into these, into these, into these, into these relationships with this idea of deep patience. I love maybe thinking of this idea. Maybe it's about honoring voices unlike our own, where we can expect to be impacted, changed by what we discover. Simply going into a relationship, going into a conversation, expecting that conversation to change us, I think that's one of the key points of patience. That's not, that is not a small thing. Can we live into that place, folks, where there's, where there's again, where there's, where there's a curiosity, where we're, where we're open to it? Can we go into the world really interested, really interested in the people that are right there in front of us? Really thinking in terms of questions, not statements. Really thinking in terms of discovery, not taking a position. That, I think, is where, it, where a love is patient starts to even feed back into a community that is patient. Because then all voices are really welcomed and heard. And we start to move forward in a new way. So as the musicians come out here, let's just think about, yeah, let's just imagine, just imagine life lived in that kind of patience. Imagine a life where we allow other voices to change and to change us. And maybe even folks, you know, I was thinking a little bit this morning, and it's, it's not just allowing other people to change us. But maybe this, maybe a bit of it is allowing God's voice to change us too. That still, small voice. And looking at the changes that it can create in our lives and create in our lives an echo to all eternity.
This is Angela. I just wanted to remind you all about our website. For a lot of you, you already use this website regularly, but for some, you might want to understand a little bit more about what's available to you on the website. So I just, this is our homepage and it obviously has our upcoming service. Whatever's happening live is highlighted here. This is our 10 minutes of calm, but on Sunday it switches to that service. And when you're here at the time that it's about to go live, you just click on this little arrow and it'll take you to the live service. You can also watch any of our services on the watch tab. The most recent service is always featured up top, but of course all of our archives are always here and you can scroll down. You can even find our 10 minutes of calm, which is down here. And you can view any of our services that happen on our website. So this is a great resource for any current or past services. We also want to highlight our events tab. This is the best place to go for all the information about upcoming events. It'll have all the details, ways to sign up, and anything that you would need to know about any upcoming events. And this is updated daily for current events. So you can always check back here and you can always use the search feature. If you're looking for something, if you're looking for something on a specific topic, like maybe the topic of love, you can search any of our videos or 10 minutes of calm or any resource we have on our website on any specific topic or any information that's on our website, you can use this search feature. And then of course we have this donate tab and we hope you will consider making a donation. When you donate to New Church Live, you support things like our website and all of the infrastructure it takes to run it. And you can set up a one-time gift or a reoccurring gift 
All donations of any amount make a huge difference. The reoccurring or sustaining support just allows us to plan ahead and make, you know, financial decisions based on donations. So we just appreciate your help. We appreciate your generosity. We hope you will make a donation. We hope you will use our website. And we hope if you have any questions, you will reach out to us and, um, you know, we can help navigate the website or answer any questions that you might have. So we hope this helps. If you have any questions, please reach out and we hope you have a great day. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Angela. And I love, I love hearing her son's little commentary in the, in the background there. So, so folks, like this, this idea of patience, you know, imagine, imagine we lived life with a sense of wholeness, not perfection. It is, it is interesting. I, I am privileged, and we're privileged as a congregation to work with a local college. We do something called Friday Morning Live with them. And and we were thinking about the message that we want to give. And, and so much of that comes down to like this living with wholeness. And wholeness just, just means that, that we have to get comfortable with a longer timeline than what we, what we might like. I, I think about college students, right? And I think about them jumping into college and, and they want to meet their best friends immediately at dinner that evening. What are the odds of that happening? Pretty slim. But again, what would you tell, if you have a college student, what would you tell them? What would you tell them if they called in a panic the first day? <laughs> tell them, be patient. Just wait. Keep working at it. Things will come around. Things will turn around. And if it doesn't, you can transfer next year. That's so much, I think, of the voice that God is seeking for us to hear as well. I think when we, when we can live a life of wholeness, which is another word for patience, when we, we kind of can put wholeness and patience together, I think what we find is we find this deep patience and this deep trust, this sort of this, this core. And, and so much of life is, is, is can we find these centers of gravity so that we're not constantly pulled away from other things, but, but they, they ground us. They ground us in a certain perspective and they ground us in a certain way of seeing, seeing life. I was thinking about this, this topic yesterday and it was a fun one. You know, beautiful wedding yesterday and talking about, talking to, a, talking to the couple. And as, as we were working on putting together the ceremony, the couple was chatting and, and they were talking about their lives. Now, he, they'd been in high school together, but they'd gone way separate ways. They sort of vaguely knew about each other. That was as close as they'd gotten. And she goes off and she does her thing. He goes off, he does his thing. He goes into the armed services. And she asked me actually to work this into their wedding. And I wanted to work it in a little bit to church today because I think it's a beautiful statement around how love really is patient. God's love is patient, <laughs> especially. So, so what happens is, is she decides she wants to, to get an advanced degree. She decides to go to University of Tennessee, home of the volunteers. And him and his buddy, they just look literally, he said they, they looked at a map and they went, all right, we want to go here. And they randomly picked Tennessee. And then they randomly found a university, University of Tennessee. That's where they went. 
And so it comes time for, they, they both transferred in in the winter, and it comes time for them to both move to town. And on the day they moved to town, and they moved just down the street from each other, this is what she wrote in her diary. And again, she shared this publicly, but it's a beautiful, it's, it, it brings a smile. This was on December 28th. God, I pray you can hear me tonight because I really need your comfort and strength. I feel lonely and miss my family. Also not doing well in the love department at all. Actually, it's going terrible. On one hand, I'm feeling very rejected. On another, I think it is you telling me that I just haven't met the right one yet. I'm trying to be patient with your timing. I'm trying that you will trust to lead me to my guy. But it's hard. I have to be honest, it's hard. But I'm going to keep trying. That is a sweet little remembrance right there. And again, little did she know that, that just down the street was her guy. And literally, that was, that was the week that they met. And it's, it's not, folks, that, that all of life, you know, that all of life has these, these real simple answers, right? That we just say a prayer and then a week later that happens. No, it, it's not always going to work that way. But, but, but to me, when I read stuff like that, it's this memory that, you know, God really does have a plan. That there really is a divine providence out there. There is, as often gets said, and it's so important, there's no opposite to divine providence. You do get that, right? There's no force that is going to take a bad thing in your life and just keep on making it worse to all eternity. That is just not the way God works. There is a force that's going to take the best of your intentions, what you wake up with every morning, the best of your intentions, to connect to participate, to contribute. It's going to take the best of those intentions and it's going to grow that through all eternity. And there will be some days on that journey that are incredibly painful and incredibly hard. And you know what God's going to do? God's going to weave that all together into a story that just is precious. That, that we can just hold. And, and it's one of those powerful parts, right? And we've all been around people who are, who are reaching the end of life. And the vast majority of them, the vast majority of them, talk about how precious the journey's been. Despite the fact that the journey was hard, but they've, they've learned that gift of patience, that they've learned that gift of waiting. They've, they've learned that God is far more, God is far more about the law of the farm, not the law of the internet. I don't think God would start Amazon, in other words, <laughs> with instant delivery. I think it takes time, and it takes us to remember that we don't eat the fruit the same day we plant the tree. Anne Lamott had a beautiful quote, and I want to close with this, which is that hope is revolutionary patience. So that idea of love is patient, and so is hope. And, and hope kind of grounds us in a patience that that there's just, there's just always this bigger picture, folks. I'm gonna, gonna preach on this line because I, I heard it from a pastor. I just thought it was so beautiful. And he was using joy, and I think joy and hope are so closely connected. The joy is when, for a moment, we really experience the bigger picture. Does that ever, like, shock you sometimes? Right? We're just, just this joy, and there's this bigger reality. It's like, oh, there it is. 
But, but we have to have patience around that. We can't manufacture it. It can't be something that we just, we just choose to do or an experience we choose to have. We have to be patient. So I want to close with this, folks. Simple words. Love is patient. Where do you need it this week? Where can you exercise it this week? Like literally, like exercise it. With whom can you exercise it with? Can you exercise it with God? Be a little patient with God's plan for you? Can you be a little patient with other people? With those who might be driving you a little crazy this week? And can you folks be patient with yourself? We're only human. You know, blessed, broken, and shared, that's true at all those levels of life. But through that, maybe we'll find a truer, richer meaning of love and have a really good week. So that's my thought for today, folks. I hope you can join us next week. Next week, we're continuing on with this, with this whole idea of patience and what does it look like to slow down. So thank you for joining us today, and we certainly hope you can join us again next week. And the way we're gonna close the service today is we're gonna close the service with a prayer, with a meditation, and then a final song. So please join me. Lord, thank you for your place in our hearts. Thank you for your place in our minds. Thank you for your place in our lives. It's a place, Lord, that knows all will be well in all manner of well. It's a place of joy. It's a place of hope. It's a place of love. It's a place of patience allowing things to take their time, allowing things to take their time in your time. Be with us, Lord, in the week ahead. Help us to live as patiently as we can and allow us to see that as synonymous with living in love. Thank you, Lord, for being here today. Hear our prayer. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, bring you peace, and bring you home. Amen. Have a great week, friends. Well, I came home like a stone And I fell heavy into your arms These days of dust which we've known Will blow away with this new 
sun everyone. Please have a great week. See you next Sunday. God bless.
would slow 